0: Welcome to season three, episode eight. A man's world. A man's world. But what do we do first we're in this world? Add, in our world?
1: In our world, we, we fucking, fucking crap. Our,
0: our claws.
1: All right. Cheers. Oh, cheers, cheers. cheers, Well, this episode, well, I'd like to welcome our first male to the show.
0: Yeah, we're really excited <laughs> about this Identifying week's guest. man,
1: male identifying male. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And male.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Drew's a man. Drew's a man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to be politically correct. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: you're being respectful of everyone's expression and gender identity. But this week, our guest is our first um, our first guest who's a man ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he joined us to talk about toxic masculinity, which he then helped us reframe as unhealthy masculinity. Yes. You'll have to listen to the episode to learn more about that. But it was a really cool conversation, I thought.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I learned so much. And it was just so, I don't know, so nice to have Amel's perspective mm-hmm. on toxic masculinity because, you know, especially after he told me the definition over and over and over again. Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we live it in our everyday lives as women, uh, yeah. identifying women and all that. But um, but the way it impacts men, you know, it's it's pretty... Crazy.
0: Yeah, it's pretty serious. I mean, on this podcast, we care about mental health probably more than any other topic. And what we really kind of got into was how patriarchy, unhealthy or toxic ideas of masculinity, of course, that hurts women Mm -hmm. and trans people and non binary people every day. Yes, it it does. We've done many episodes about that. Yeah. And it is also hurting and quite frankly, I think killing men. Mm-hmm. And it's important to talk about men's mental health specifically to push back against the idea that to ask for help or be vulnerable is weak. I think it's strong to ask for help. It's strong to be vulnerable, but yes, men don't have a lot of space that they get to do that. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to create that in our conversation with Drew. Yeah, and, it-
1: and, and talk about it. And you know, this month is November, which I believe is men health awareness month oh cool um so which mental health is definitely a biggie um and yeah
0: he shared some pearls all throughout seriously so. yeah so enjoy drew's wisdom we can't wait to hear what you all think and cheers cheers
1: drew welcome our first what's up right now on the um on the pod
2: Am I the first man? You are. you are. Yeah. Okay. Oh,
0: yep.
1: Special.
2: Honored. Yeah. All right. He
1: is um, a longtime friend and he has graciously, you know, accepted to come on today and talk about this very heavy topic. Um, and he can explain, of course, why it's so important to talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, yeah. Let us know, Drew.
2: Yeah. Th- well, I think before I kind of get into that, I'll just say I'm Drew. <laughs> um, yes, <let's> uh <laughs> full name is imp- i think names are important so yeah. for me it's andrew martin Olguin, uh, but i go by drew um and i come from a multi-ethnic home born and raised in portland mom's white dad's mexican so I identify as a white passing chicano it's such a woke way to say it but i'm chicano <laughs> white boy mexican whatever you want to call me um uh, and I use he him pronouns, and yeah, so I'm from the community I've been working in the community for a while. I'm a social worker um uh-huh. and currently um, doing some statewide training around suicide prevention, so this is a perfect topic and right. I'm sure we'll get kind of get to that yeah a little bit, right yeah we for will sure. for
1: sure, yeah, and that's um one of them you know a big reason um you know, some of our longtime listeners here know that, you know, what started our podcast was our friend Suicide. And so to bring yeah. us in, um, you know, this is just, I don't know. It's very important to us.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been on my mind a lot. Um, and Drew, you're actually just, I think, a perfect person to talk about the topic of how patriarchy hurts men, because I know it's something that you've thought about a lot. You've been on your own journey with it. And, you also knew our friend who passed, like he was friends with all of us. And um, I was saying before we started recording, like this topic came into my brain thinking about him, thinking about some of the root causes that led to his death. And I do think that one of them was feeling, quote unquote, like not enough of a man, like not like living up to ideas Mm -hmm. of what what a, a man should be or do and that, really took away like part of his sense of self and I think that happens to a lot of men so this topic started kicking around my head like we talk all the time about how sexism and misogyny and patriarchy hurts women hurts non-binary people um and it does and yeah. the impact is huge but what it feels like we never talk about is what it actually does to men and I feel like it's killing you all yeah
1: or we're not supposed to talk about it. A little, can we explain what toxic? Yeah, like, I was just gonna do? say, uh, Yeah, we should probably,
0: yeah, <laughs> For those yeah.
1: Are,
2: you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, one of the yeah. things I'll say is, uh, I was blessed to um have many mentors in my life and, and be in a lot of cool spaces with some pretty dope people. And I was able to meet this man named Omari Barksdale who came to when I used to work for open school for the step up program, he came and did a whole training on toxic masculinity. And I think there was a lot of things he talked about that I knew already. There was a lot of things he talked about that was like, Oh snap. I never thought about that before. Um, and then there's things he talked about was like, I kind of knew it. I just didn't have language. I didn't know how to understand it, but there's something I felt. And Mm -hmm. so he was able to put words and kind of a structure for that. But One of the things that he had talked about is, and it's really important, it's around the language. So toxic masculinity, when you use the word toxic, once anything's toxic, there's no way to reverse that Mm. in terms of if something's poisoned, Mm -hmm. you can't actually filter that out. Um, So not to lessen the word or nothing, but a lot of the times I use the word unhealthy Mm. masculinity. But we can use toxic, it's fine, but that was something he taught me and and blessed me with. I was like, that's actually an interesting perspective because when something's unhealthy, it means you can get it healthy right versus yeah. toxic yeah. it's kind of written off yeah
0: it's like Might as well not even try and change yeah my and yeah.
2: i want to be clear it's I not about that. like a, a change of language to adhere to uh fragile men right oh. it's more of around like let's be real of what we're talking about here that it can be um that can be fixed yeah. Can be improved. yeah there's there's healing that can be done there's growth that can happen there's oh, change that can happen so i love
0: that so how did he define uh, what unhealthy masculinity is
2: yeah i think i mean i don't i couldn't tell you like to a t but i can kind of talk about what he talked about yeah. kind of my understanding of it and for me it's kind of like any type of um ways of thinking behaviors actions how you interact with um any type of interpersonal relationship whether it's uh um uh, kind of like a, a partnership. Mm-hmm. What am I talking about? Platonic or.
0: Mm-hmm. or Just any kind. Of, yes. like any the other one. Romantic, romantic whatever, romantic, all that stuff. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that
2: um, that doesn't, um, that causes harm. Mm-hmm. Specifically, we're talking about women, girls, and non-binary mm-hmm. um, and non-male uh, identifying people. Right. Right. So that's kind of like a really broad thing. Right. So it's like, in fact, there's a lot of parallels between that and and like when you talk about race and racism Mm -hmm. so you talk about there's the like institutional things that are in place that prioritize men Um, there's the cultural components and how uh, men or or women or whoever is portrayed in movies Mm -hmm. uh, music uh, ads all that kind of stuff and then there's the individual stuff around how you actually um, treat people person to person so it's kind of I like to break it down on those things things because it's it is. A, it's hard. It can be kind of the a concept that's hard to grab onto for yeah, some it's people. Yeah,
1: like systemic. Yeah. Right? I'm. Not, I'm like. <laughs> no, that's right. like it's the, you know, system. the system, and then you break it down into like the one-on-one, yeah. Yeah. like the yeah. everyday life that we deal with, mm-hmm. like people that we have relationships with. Yeah. Yeah, in any sort of way. Um. So. Is this like, I feel like toxic masculinity or unhealthy masculinity is kind of a newer age. Is that, is that, that term. I oh,
2: yeah. yeah. It, like back in the day. No, I is think the, something? yeah, I don't, I don't know enough in terms of like other cultures, but yeah. Western, Western culture. Yeah. It yeah. feels like a pretty new topic. I know that like in the seventies, there was like some men that would be like, I'm a feminist and it would like freak other people out um and that but that was a small more kind of a, a white hippie yeah. movement and it was a well, smaller like- portion of people that were into that but that was kind of the first for me that i kind of heard about it or actually it when i started to learn about that kind of way of of thinking and believing came from that generation but i'm sure there's many cultures across the globe that that were already kind of practicing some healthy forms or some different ways of being yeah, some different or, definitions yeah.
0: of what it means to be a man. And I, actually, you know, I think it's it. It does feel like a newer term. I'm trying to think like the first time I heard the term, and maybe like six years ago. But it feels important because if, if like to me, feminiz- feminism needs to include men and include compassion for men and include compassion for how unhealthy the mm-hmm. narratives that you are fed from a young, from childhood are about what manhood means and like how that defines and constricts your personhood and your humanity in the same way that the narratives that we got about what it means to be a girl and a woman like constrict our humanity yeah Um, so i'm excited that it's like a turn like it's something that people are starting to think about and talk about yeah but i'm curious like i'm curious as how did you learn what it means to be a man
2: Oh, boy. And what
0: did you learn that that means?
2: Hmm, that's a... <laughs> 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 um, well, it's so interesting. Gosh, it's been a crazy journey because even... And I will talk about that, but I'll just say that it's one of those things that I have to continue to work on, too, because mm-hmm. it's my old brain. Mm-hmm. It's unlearning,
0: right? It's oh, unlearning, really? but my old yeah.
2: brain will naturally go there, and I have to figure out ways to like shut it off or... yeah. Or, or address it in the moment and then still will come out. But how but I learned what did to, your
0: old brain, because t- I can tell you, oh, like, my we, old- we learned what it means to be a woman from like Cosmo magazine mm-hmm. and what we're supposed to look like, what we're a supposed to bunch wear. Bunch of what bullshit. We're yeah. To just yeah.
1: Be totally obsessed with boys. Yeah. You know? So, know.
0: you know, we have, yeah. we're like working on, on learning that stuff too. So I'm curious, I, I want to know how, what, you know, we can get to it later. Like, what does it mean to you now? But I'm, yeah. I'm just fascinated to know, like, what do you, because I've never, I wasn't a, a little boy, so I didn't get those messages. And I'm curious, like, how did you learn either, like, directly or through, like, just implied in the culture? like, Yeah, no, I think
2: uh, I, I'm not going to address too much around, like, like, the, the culture of the United States and the media, because that, that did have... And I don't want to under, yeah. undermine that, because, no, definitely, especially as a kid who was into hip-hop since, like, the second grade. Yeah. And there's, there's some wonderful, beautiful things about hip-hop, and there's some really troublesome things as well. But it's also... Uh, and then also everything else, right? Movies yeah. and media. But it was also about like um, my family and my mm. culture and my neighborhood. Those were the biggest, mm. for me, felt like the biggest influencers uh, for really beautiful things. But in terms of what it meant to be a man and how to live up to that, yeah. was incredibly, for me, felt pretty fucked up, right? Mm. And so, um, so I guess I can start with like, I can start with like my home. Um, and I had told y'all at the beginning, like my mom's white, my dad is Mexican. And so like, um, I know we all, one of the things that's very interesting to me and I and I didn't really think about this until like a handful of years ago is that like patriarchy is one of those things that, it. you know, we'll talk about this, well, it can harm men, it can harm women. Mm-hmm. And there are people kind of buy into it without even really knowing they're buying into it. Totally. So my mother totally had totally. bought into yeah. that and adopted that and it did... Even if you talk to her now, she was like, "Well, I was just being like the that. wife and the mom." i was like, just doing people. You a lot. know, and so there wasn't even a. Was it didn't seem like an issue, even though to, when I look yeah. back, there were some things that were problematic. But mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that, like in my home, and I was raised by wonderful parents that did allow for some emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, I was, I was blessed in that that sense. But there was also um, a real strong idea of what I needed. To be and how I needed to show up as a man as a man, yeah, right, and a lot of that had to do with um, being the oldest son and having to protect my sister mm-hmm. and really being like in a, in a physical way. and mm-hmm. so um it, that's one component, I'll come back to something else in a second, but basically, I was whether it was like an actual uh, direct order or just based on things my father would say. I felt this deep need to protect my siblings, um, specifically my sister. So, yeah. so this is where it gets messed up. Sure, so I was yeah. like, I wouldn't, uh, I would watch after her more than my brother. My brother was more young. My brother needed me probably more than my sister did. Mm-hmm. But there's this weird dynamic yeah. of a man supposed to protect the woman. Yeah. Um, the older brother's supposed to protect the little Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the man's supposed to protect the house, mm-hmm. which I think mm-hmm. there's parts of that that aren't bad to that. Right. And... That concept came when we were fighting saber-tooth tigers and mm-hmm. <laughs> battling whatever back right. in the caveman days. It's like we live in a, in a time now where that's not always the case. I needed, but it ruined my relationship with my sister. Mm-hmm. I had to rebuild my relationship with my sister into my late twenties. Wow.
1: it Because she didn't want your help, need your help.
2: She, my sister's a she, badass. Yeah. She don't need me yeah. for that shit. <laughs> <what I> <laughs> like, we're probably like, we grew up in the hood. My sister yeah. was not. Like my that? sister did not play. She did not need me, but. The other thing was that, but it, it got progressively worse. So mm-hmm. middle school was one thing. Boys started calling, don't call here, mm-hmm. right? But then it was, boys showed up to visit my sister. Don't come here. Mm-hmm. Then it was, find out she has a boyfriend. I'm going to go up to the school. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. It's, and I'm, I'm getting into violent um, kind of interactions or like all the, and it was just, so she lost trust. And it didn't help that my father was the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I was allowed to have girls over. Right, there's like right. this patriarchal idea down in the basement. In yeah, mm-hmm. watching a movie with the doors closed. I'm doing air quotes. Close. Doors closed, yeah. right? Yeah. But she wasn't. Out- so there was this double standard totally. that was going yeah, on. Yeah, like
0: you have to protect the woman's mm-hmm. purity for some yeah. reason. <laughs> but you know, like that. Yeah. I mean, that is just such a good example of how like yeah. these patriarchal ideas get into families, and you are all just doing the role that you thought you thought you were doing the right thing. Yeah. By going up to the school and like kicking some kids' ass for mm-hmm. dating your sister, <laughs> like, exactly. You thought that that was and you do see the right it in thing the, in the
2: movies. Yeah, like, you see it exactly. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I thought you that's know? what you're supposed to. Like, yeah. And I've kind of forced forced it, and almost felt like, and I knew it was this weird thing where like, and it's, like it didn't feel right, but there was like this thing. I was like, I just had to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like if, if I
2: didn't do it, I would be like, I would I'm letting down my manhood, mm-hmm. or I'm letting down my family. I, was, I mean, it's pretty dark if you yeah. think about it, you it's know. Um, and then like in just what I was seeing, like as someone that was, you know, in the neighborhood I grew up in, which was pretty rough at the time, a lot of most interactions that went poorly were handled, you know, in physical fights. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also like how I, as someone that was like white passing, but really trying to identify with my Chicano side. My dad was always telling me, like, be proud to be Mexican, mijo. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, boom. And so I was looking for what did that mean. Mm -hmm. And since I don't look Mexican, then I felt I had to overcompensate in other areas, which means I'm going to take my masculinity and turn it up a notch.
0: Like turn it up to 50. So I'm going to
2: fight when it's not even needed. I'm going to just be extra aggressive when it's not needed. And I felt bad. You could ask my parents. I've been in... 30 fights, I don't know how many, and I would always come home, whether I won or lost, and cry. Because I felt yeah. bad about, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, um, But I felt like it was almost like this thing, like I had to do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, the, it's a it's a sick feeling to hurt someone when you don't want to, and it's a really sick feeling when you are like, two people are hurting each other or you get hurt, and you actually don't, like what is going on here?
0: That yeah. like breaks my heart yeah, for, for you. I remember you saying one, I don't even remember when a couple years ago, um, We were drinking, like up at Fix into, and you were talking about this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you were like, "I kind of feel like I have PTSD in a way from like all like all of those fights. I didn't want to be in. Like, I forget what you said, but it was something along the lines of like losing a piece of yourself in every fight. Yeah, just like like broke your heart, but you couldn't show it. You'd do like Mm -hmm. fight, win the fight, and then go home and cry. And you were just a little, you were just a little boy.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember moments friends of mine we'd be like damn we haven't been in a fight in like three months and then we're just like looking for something because for whatever reason to fight and to and to win the fight and to mix it up and not turn down and not be a punk kept feeding that Mm. part of the masculinity that we thought was what was supposed to be fed and if we didn't do those things then we're less than yeah um so that part is like one of the things where it felt even now there's times I talk to my friends where I'm like, I'm ready to pop off on this. Like if I can go there so quick Mm -hmm. because that's how I was conditioned to think Mm -hmm. that it almost feels unnatural to think otherwise, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right. And so, yeah, those are, those are pretty, uh, pretty intense moments. And then one story I always share with people is that, um, I'm not going to say the person's name or their, their, or their, uh, relationship being my family just for podcasts they, yeah uh, but when i was in the god was it my sophomore year in high school or was it junior i don't remember my my homeboy orion he uh pierced my nose um he's a thumbtack too. us it was crazy but anyway he pierced my nose i was trying to be like Pac.
0: <laughs> whatever <laughs>
2: Where we? it was <laughs> cheesy it was cheesy but that's what i mean whatever you know i was trying to i was really like into like you know chasing girls i was trying to get i was trying to make myself look pretty i don't know totally. or whatever i don't totally. know yeah. but i did that and it was in and, and that when i did that in that moment i was like hell yeah i felt all big and bad about myself felt amazing and then when i saw the specific person who i hold in high regard um you know they called me in in spanish they called me a a homophobic word
0: yeah
2: um and it just i mean my heart sunk Mm. so deep and i was just like damn really and it's someone i highly respect so and that kind of stuff is like trying to find yourself with your identity and then that stuff happens all the time totally when you're just trying to express
1: yourself and be creative with your expression and then yeah and then somebody who is not comfortable with their own identity or, you you know, they're uncomfortable by seeing this, then they like talk shit to you. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And especially as you're a kid, it's just so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: There's so So, many layers to that because also like if you were gay, then also it doesn't Yeah.
2: You know, like Uh
0: I think it's interesting that like that is a go-to insult that men use against each other when it's like, so, (laughs) I know. <laughs> yeah, now you know. It is. Yeah, know. back in the day it was like that was used a lot. A yeah. Lot,
2: a lot a I, lot. Yeah. yeah. No, I think um also well, there's one other story that's that's just popped up in my mind. I remember when I don't remember how old I was. God, I, I'm trying to think, was I fourteen? I was like, 13? I don't remember. But I'll never forget this. I remember like going to my mom and asking her, Am I if I can tell if another man or a boy is handsome or cute or attractive? Does that make me gay? Mm. And I don't, I think my mom was like, does not matter, was my mom was yeah. great. Uh, I don't remember all the conversation, mm-hmm. but that's not even the point. The point is, I was losing sleep over that. Like
0: you were worried about it, because yeah. that was a bad, because if you were, you weren't a man or the right kind of man.
2: Yeah. And now yeah. I've realized, as I've gotten older, I realize you notice know, beautiful people all the time oh, don't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah, um, and if you say otherwise, you've got some own deep issues you got to work through. But ex- um, <laughs> yes, you but need those to are but, but the point of view, these. These yeah. are these like things that all I don't care if you meet a grown man now who's all tough and the thick shell. They won't admit these things. But these are the things that we all think and deal with oh, from the God. moment we have a conscious mm-hmm. until the moment we pass, and we're constantly working through what that means. Mm-hmm. The easy thing to do is keep the, the thick shell up and operate a, a, a status quo. Because that's the safe way to handle it. Yeah. And it's the easy way out. Instead of having to like look within, unpack what, all, what fed us these messages. Yeah. And a lot of times the people we love dearly, like a, a father, an uncle, even whoever in the family mentor, and you're like, damn, those are deceiving messages, or confusing messages, yeah. deceiving messages, and they're not in line with... Um, and that's why a lot of men, myself included are the biggest hypocrites in line with this whole, respect and respect women and respect it. The, but they don't actually, it's like, respect them under their conditions of comfortability. Oh, you that, see what I'm yeah, saying? So it's like, point. I'll open a, all this like chauvinist stuff, i open <laughs> yeah. the door for, okay, what, what the fuck? Okay, I'll open the door for anybody then. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't matter. That don't make you a man. We can open our own fucking door. Exactly, yeah. but like, like it's a that's thing to do that's just that. corny to it me. Polite, yeah, and I'll honor. I'll or open still. a door for my wife or a friend, whoever. Sure. But that's I'm not doing it because I'm like, oh, I, I'm the man. I got to open the door. I'm doing yeah. it because it's just a nice gesture. No,
0: pay us the it same.
2: Is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, that's, that's a whole nother the, topic. Like, the pay differential. Pay us
0: as much as men. Like oh, I, yeah, yeah. I appreciate if any person of any gender wants to open a door for me but who would love the patriarchy to pay every woman on mm-hmm. par with white men that would be amazing
1: I am still a little confused on what toxic masculinity means like a true just like a sentence definition
2: of the websters
1: yeah well <laughs> yes, i mean i
2: like i like
1: i websters
3: for me but you'll get a i'm long- a
1: very literal person <laughs>
3: slash thrive for 20% off your first order. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
0: Let me see. Like, I'll take a stab and then let's see if we can build on it. But okay. for me, I think about, like, you know, patriarchy is, like, men's domination over everybody else of every gender, right? So institutions that are built Mm -hmm. to serve men first, Mm -hmm. structures that rely on the subjugation of women and people of any gender besides male, Mm -hmm. that's patriarchy. I think of like, and that's already unhealthy or toxic, Mm -hmm. right? And then I think when I think about the term like unhealthy masculinity or toxic masculinity, I think about people that have like internalized the patriarchy to such an extent that it's like A way of life for them and leads to all kinds of things like sexual assault, disrespect of anyone else's personhood or like right to exist in the world as not a man, Mm -hmm. as well as systemic things. Like I was just saying, like, pay us enough, um, Mm -hmm. stop taking away our abortions, give us birth control. Like just it's this whole power structure that relies on us being Mm -hmm. us and everything. Everyone of every gender besides male being less powerful and in the service of the man, systemically okay. and interpersonally. Okay. Because there is healthy
1: masculinity.
0: Yeah.
2: So I think one of the things that gets misconstrued is when, when, when. And you can go to Fox News and watch a good little run of this. Is when you're talking about, I think there was a headline the other day, the masculinity is under attack. Oh my God. Song, I was
0: like, Calm Okay, that down. headline, that is toxic masculinity. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So, that's so what that, wondering,
1: because yeah. it's like this broad term of just masculinity yeah. and masculine energy and how that it can be intimidating or threatening. And so when you add toxic masculinity on top of that, I'm just like, so, okay
2: so there but there is healthy yeah so let's let's talk about this so when we when 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 a person is well when a person when a fragile man Mm -hmm. is having to who gets flustered about oh what's this talk about Oh, toxic oh this is that things are getting so soft Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. what they what they're saying is everything i've been taught what i'm based on my identity has been wrong Mm -hmm. so i'm floundering because no examples have been given of what it means to be healthy. So what is, what is, can still, like, so masculinity, I'm going to go real basic. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> big energy, uh-huh. uh, uh, fe- beards, mm-hmm. big uh, af- af- athletics, mm-hmm. that's all, ma- there's nothing wrong with, so that's what the people are like, it's okay for that to still exist. Yeah, like, yeah. you can still lift weights and grunt and scream in the gym when you max out and have a big ass beard and be tatted up and whatever and still be kind and respectful and still be open to doing things differently and still uh say you're say you're in a heteronormative relationship still be open to the idea that it's okay that she makes more money than me it's okay that she Mm -hmm. can make just as many decisions as me it's okay if she challenges me Mm -hmm. right those are the kind of things that that you can still be a grown ass man and still puff your chest up or whatever you want to call it, and yeah. still operate in a way that's that's healthy. Yeah. Those and those are the kind of like real surface level ones because there's there's like deeper interpersonal Shit. stuff. But I'm trying to like paint a picture a little bit. Yeah,
1: no, that which is really helpful because because I can see that because I, I I am I just I'm going to be surface level here um, because I can see that and then also see how people can other men that are you know uncomfortable with this i like, can feel like doing those things healthy wise you know um can be like they're losing their masculinity if they if they allow their woman to do this if they do the cleaning if they have to do this and this and that you know what i mean which is
2: and then we're eliminating as, yeah yep. and then we're also yeah. we're also eliminating like you think about the i don't know the, it doesn't the percentage don't matter but there's a large percentage of men that don't feel comfortable doing that they don't feel comfortable that aren't the athletes that aren't the mm-hmm. bigger yeah. energy that aren't the whatever that they're just they but they're just as much as as men right but if you go by this checklist by what our our society is expecting mm-hmm. there's a there's a real big impact there yeah. and, it, and yeah. it can lead to all kinds of, of things later on like addictions and whatever and just all mental health um mm-hmm. i think yeah. about one example would be so my grandfather uh, died by suicide when my dad was seven, so I never met him. And this on my Mexican side, and he was very much <laughs> traditional Mexican. I'm pretty unhealthy in that sense. But here's what happened when my when he was he wasn't even that old. I think when he was sixty, and they had been running a farm, a cotton farm, for so, who knows how many years. And most of the most of the siblings had moved out because my dad is the youngest of nine, uh, but my father was still there. Um, he started to develop arthritis. So when he started, when you with arthritis, you can't pick cotton anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't barrel hay. You can't milk the cows like you used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's he only could read and write at a third grade level. So when that went, mm-hmm. and this is my own. This is my own kind of like breakdown of what this means. Mm-hmm. Um, other people would say other things, but I believe that all he knew to do was be the man that provided, mm-hmm. and so when he no longer could do that, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yes, you I- see what
2: happens, and that's, um, and I think that example happens all over the world in yeah. different in different in different examples in different ways, totally. um, and especially you know I don't know it's just the. Uh, it's a touch. It's a hard conversation to have because I'm sitting here with two friends that are women that are open to have this conversation. But I don't know many men in my life. I got a handful that are willing to have these conversations. Yeah. Um. And what yeah. happens when I have those conversations yeah. with 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 which what which group? <laughs> with men,
0: well, with men, with other men, like
2: um, I've learned pretty quickly um that it. It has not gone well. Um, and there's a couple, so there's like, I've learned that, so there's certain things I will, I'll correct, if I'm with some folks, uh, maybe not like people I don't know and I'm hooping at the park, but like people I don't know and they say some shit that's left field, like that's gay shit or whatever, I'm I'm saying, oh, I didn't know that bookstore could actually be gay. Like that bookstore has a sexuality and I was kind of a smart ass, but basically I'm saying, what do you, come on. Yeah, Yeah. Be smart you have more you have you have more adjectives in using that anyways that kind of stuff but that kind of stuff i've been really challenged on mm-hmm. and had people and i've kind of slowly over the years kind of started to like move away from those people um and so i've lost friendships over it um, i've actually also been in pretty relatively dangerous situations where it's like i've tried to, these exact conversations where it's just Informal, we're talking, and I'm, and I'm kind of just, I'm not even like, oh, trying to school nobody and be extra woke or none of that bullshit, but just literally saying, well, I see it differently. Yeah. Um, and if they're, especially if they're there with their partner,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Oh boy, it's oh, gotten it's threatened by you. Oh, they get all <laughs> flustered.
1: Toxic. toxic.
0: And yes. Yeah. It's toxic. becoming yeah. clear, right? Yeah. Um, yes, yes yeah. and
1: I'm seeing that it's clear that it's toxic to men too that yeah. do want to have these conversations that don't want to be like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but they don't want to identify in all of those ways, you know, like, yeah, it can be extremely toxic to your mental health if you feel like you have to um, act a certain way or be a certain way and you cannot be yourself without feeling like it's going, you're threatened by, you know, so people yeah. are threatened by that or you're threatened by people exactly.
2: for being that way. Exactly. And I would say like, how many, I'm going like, to like, not actually now, but in the past, how often I would um, find myself in altercations with other men, where deep down I was scared, I didn't want to be doing this, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I had to, Mm -hmm. and it was almost like, I think it was me going back to over, as a a kid who was a pretty emotional kid, and I'm still emotional now, openly cry and be vulnerable, Um, as that was accepted by my mother, and a little bit about my dad. It wasn't ex- accepted outside that home. So I felt like I had to, in order to protect that, I didn't want that to be seen. Mm-hmm. I had to get extra wild and extra crazy with people as a front. Yeah. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Totally. And so there's even times now um, where I have to really dig deep, whether it's getting angry in traffic or someone who's trying to, who I'm feeling who I perceive as trying to kind of punk me in basketball. Mm-hmm or whatever stare me down i find myself going quickly to i gotta address this the old way mm-hmm. and then when i choose not to i try to no matter how many books and how many trainings and how many uh mentors i will go home and i will fucking i swear to god i'll lose sleep for I, my mind will spin
0: like Fuck, i can't believe like i
2: let I him do that to me mm-hmm. and it that's so fucked up because i know it's I'm 39. I I know I can't be running around fighting people for looking at me sideways, but I'll lose sleep for not responding to it. Like, literally, it will give me anxiety. Like, I can't believe I didn't punch that dude. How fucked up is that? Losing sleep over it? Yeah.
1: I think that goes so far beyond, like, I just... I honestly think there is like a scientific thing, though, like within like hormones and everything like there's there's still yeah, there is still something in our bloodstream and our there just is because we are we were made so long ago to fight to be a certain type of way and things have changed, you know, our, but our bodies really haven't evolved as much as our minds have no. evolved, you know, so yeah, it's just something that we have to learn how to deal with. And then um, I mean, and, and you're. You're lucky that you can be aware of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Some some men aren't. Some people aren't aware of that and they do react and they do respond and then they end up hurting a lot of people or killing people, you know? Like
2: mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. I even think about things like I probably stopped using homophobic language in uh my early 20s. Embarrassed so it's like obviously it was I'm 39, so it was a while ago, but really it's not and i stopped this is also embarrassing i stopped referring to women as bitches in my late 20s yeah after i was already married mm-hmm. after my wife was fucking pregnant it's just, with my first kid yeah. i still was like oh you had a bunch of bitches up there i mean that's so how it's like fuck like, is that I mean, we all but it felt like it, you know but it's just like what is like that kind of stuff when it's like um it's really hard it seems so work. like yeah it is yes. harmful though. Yeah. And, it's and, very harmful. and I don't care what no one says it's not this. It's not it's not a political oh it's so woke and liberal. No, it's actually harmful.
1: Yeah.
0: Because Yeah.
2: No one's saying that about men.
0: It strips away No, one, men
2: are just men. They're dudes. Yeah. They're assholes. They're dicks. That that's, that's not hurtful? Yeah, I mean to that's call That's this a compared woman, to uh, what what the other words mean?
0: To yeah. call a woman a bitch is like literally dehumanizing. Like bitch is a term for an animal, female dog. You know, like it strips away our humanity. And then I just think every time you take a piece of someone's humanity or hurt somebody, like you, it hurts your spirit too. And I see so much of the impact, like the negative Mm -hmm. impact of this conditioning, on in my male clients, which are far fewer than Mm -hmm. my female than the women and non-binary folks that I work with, right? Partially, I think because I specialize in sexual assault and while men and boys are sexually assaulted at pretty high rates, I think it's I'd have to double check. But like one in six boys um, survive a sexual assault before they turn 18, but they don't disclose. They don't report Mm -hmm. because why? Because that's like it's if it's if it's a woman that sexually assaults you, it's something to be quote unquote, proud of, which just makes me like sick and disgusted. Yep. And if it's a man, then that sends other men into like spirals thinking about their sexuality because of what patriarchy does. So I, I the men that I do see, we spend so much time working through getting comfortable with like admitting that an emotion exists and so much time working through like the minimization of the trauma, like of clients that grew up and really tough neighborhoods not in this state and have a lot of trauma from it and it's a couple of people it can take like up to a year to even call something like witnessing a drive-by shooting as a young child like seeing someone murdered as a young child mm-hmm. even admitting that that's a trauma because they had to like it's mm-hmm. everything that you're saying mm-hmm. and it just like it just breaks my heart to see people living with so much like repressed psychic pain <laughs>
2: No, it's, that's true. It's
1: crazy. I mean, it's so crazy because as we are um, recording this today, you know, like it's, you know, veterans day mm-hmm. and like you think of all the vets that had to like suppress their, their, all the things that they have seen and yes. are, are done, you know, and it's just like, it's so fucked up that, that there's, that's the whole, like the body keeps score. Like yes. it's just all trauma-based work and it's all about like hiding things or keeping things in because because why you know yeah
0: and then they all come home and die by suicide yeah right like i was looking at it before we started recording and um because i just wanted to check like do do men die by suicide at a higher rate than women and they do like almost four percent higher rates of suicide higher rates of major depressive disorder and like culturally in america it's not the case in other cultures, but here you're not like you're not allowed to help, ask for help, or else you're being weak. You're not being a man. It just like I didn't used to feel this way. I used to be like much more of like an obnoxious third wave like fuck all men kind of feminist. It's really annoying. It's very insufferable. <laughs> yeah. But these days I just feel like so much compassion for men yeah. because of everything we've been talking mm-hmm. about
1: yeah and it's still so much exists. like it still exists we just don't talk about it and it's just not in the limelight but these things do happen people men do die and they do take their lives and and silence you know they don't talk about what's really going on you know and it, there's there's no there's just no platform you know um that we need to probably
2: it's crazy because i actually think yeah. with all that being said i i think y'all are painting a beautiful picture to what my next point is and i do think that not that men can solve the problems of the world because that kind of puts a that kind of breeds patriarchy like, oh we'll solve it but <laughs> what i'm trying to say is yeah. we've caused 99.9 percent of everything yeah. from war to to colonization to uh, impacts on the environment that's that's us <laughs> Straight <toxic> up, <laughs> you know, that is us. Um, <laughs>
1: ruined, the, all these ruined the world. <laughs> that is
2: us. Yes, but like, Western there's also some really yeah. beautiful opportunities <laughs> yeah. for things yeah. to really yeah. be done differently. I think about yeah. so. My father, uh, when I was in my late 20s, he was diagnosed with cancer, mm. and it was like super scary. I'll never forget when my parents invited over for dinner, and they. um told us and like my brother started crying and mm. i teared up a little bit i was trying to be strong or whatever but um when that had happened it was like the first time i was like oh shit like parents aren't here forever mm. um but the, the point of me telling the stories when my father um, was recovering from his surgery um it was the first time i've seen him weak. i remember like having to, like help him on the toilet and mm. change his bag and and stuff like that but with that being said during that same period of time my dad started going to therapy um and I, i'm not sure what triggered that um but he had um uh, i remember sitting in the dining room and he had told me say like, mijo i just want to say that um i'm sorry i didn't tell you i loved you enough as a kid you know and i think i share that story because although some of my view is man that's late you know drew you're older he's old now but it wasn't and it shifted my relationship with my dad but what it really did was made me realize if mormons start doing that yeah like what is the 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 amount, how can that that shit can grow mm-hmm. uh and the capacity for that is tremendous um right. and it's sad that that conversation don't happen enough um and it's sad that even me like this this if I swear to, if you were to take this episode and just start making men listen. Mm-hmm. Their skin will crawl. They'll probably, they won't probably they will even get to this story. Mm-hmm. This show will be shut off yeah. 28 minutes ago, mm, maybe I'm the sure. first four, maybe when they first heard the intro. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the problem, is like yeah. Yeah. the ego of masculinity, and that's where it's really centered around ego, is so yeah. strong, mm-hmm. myself included, that it's so hard to even get into the, the nuts and bolts into the heart of a man mm-hmm. And when I mean, man, I mean like the traditional, you know, heterosexual mm-hmm. male identifying guy, but it then becomes a blockade. But I've seen great beauty happen when when it's done differently. Mm-hmm. Um and so my work is obviously to work on myself, but it's also to continue to be a better father to, to my son, mm-hmm. uh to continue to um, you know, I'm with a pretty strong woman as it is, but like continue to like nurture that and not get triggered by it. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to be with a woman who challenges you, right? Mm-hmm. And so they keep doing these things. And then the, the last piece is like, how do I strategically plant these seeds in other men without them calling it liberal bullshit yeah. or that's soft or that's bitch shit or whatever, stoop or whatever, yeah. like how does that, yeah. how do you get to that point because I see when I keep saying myself included because I slip up. That's why I keep referring to, but I keep, it's hard for me to take a man seriously at times when they're unable to at least start opening their minds to this concept, especially when they're like, oh, but we got to respect women or we got to da, da, like, I got friends that are like, "Um, will be like, will say things like, oh man, bro, I wish I had what you had, like a wifey and a house and da, 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 all these things. I'm like, Well, what they don't know is it's really hard and it's not, it's not, those are, you know, it's,
1: and there's actually, there's a life behind all of that that you're seeing that, you know, that you don't see actually. Exactly. We've been through some, up
2: some hard shit, but what they don't understand is you say those things, but you don't actually want a strong, independent and educated woman Mm -hmm. because you're, you're weak and you're fragile and you can't handle what that comes with. You need to be in that position of power and that position of the know-it-all that position mm-hmm. or else it starts. What does it do? It's cracks at your ego. Yeah, That's what. It would, because if you really wanted to date women like that, yeah, it would happen. It would happen. Be, it, would ha- it just would. You would be on that frequency. You, would you know, be on, exactly. You know, be it just, you know, type of energy. But, but so that's why there's just so much like when I see men like that or just other, other forms of, of, masculinity that's just not working for men i go i just like you're kind of fake too. you're really? just kind of you're kind of surface you're and like i'm not hard. putting myself no, no kind of above nobody else i want to be super real about no. that because even i, mean, I have to yeah. like when i get mad i was watching the blazer game last night i almost called cj mccallum a bitch so i had to stop and go okay uh, just don't what am I? so i'm still like I want to be real. Like I'm still in the mix of working through my stuff. It's a
1: work in progress. It's a lot of unlearning. It's a lot of conditioning. I mean, it's just still is, you know, there's just so much still that is still is. And, but I feel like, like, I don't know if you could tap into those emotions, if you could allow yourself to go there and open up, like you're opening yourself up to so much more, you know, so much more (laughs) love and joy and, affection and just all of those things that are not just like a woman is not a woman is not just the the only ones that are feeling saying you know what i mean like you you feel these things trust me you do but you like you you don't you feel like you're not supposed to for some reason or you're not supposed to express it and so if you want to like truly respect a woman like express your fucking emotion and love you know what i mean Yeah, yeah i hear from women all the time or girlfriends that are dating like He doesn't show me anything. Doesn't show me like how could he like not? How could he just like not be empathetic or compassionate at all? He just shuts down. You know, it's just like well, uh, yeah, because he's a man, and that (laughs) and they've been conditioned to be a certain type of way.
0: (laughs) And then you miss out on like the full range of what it means to be human. Uh, Yes, humaning to be able to be vulnerable in the way that Drew was just vulnerable talking about his dad is an incredible gift, and Mm -hmm. if you can't if you can only operate on the surface where you're performing a role first of all like deprogram yourself get out of the matrix (laughs) like it's like this really like sad social conditioning that that, and you miss out on like all the full range of like how fucking cool and horrible and complicated Mm -hmm. and fun it is to be a human because you're operating on like I mean, God, if like the media version of men is to be believed, you're operating like you're either angry or horny and there's nothing else. (laughs) And that's like, that's like a real, like that sounds really boring and (laughs) exhausting. Like you don't get to, you don't get to like have all of the parts of your humanity if you, if you can't do, if, if people can't do what you just did, which was, by the way, really, gorgeous display of vulnerability and a really beautiful story. And I'm glad mm-hmm. you got to have that. with. I that. know.
2: I'm so lucky. I'm so Cause it was a, he was a good father as a child, but he was just, he was pretty intense. And yeah. talk about shutting down. My dad was very much like, he just wasn't, he was there. He, yeah. He was at every game. He would, he was very, he was home for dinner, yeah. all that kind of stuff but in terms of emotional availability or that kind of stuff. It wasn't there. Um, yeah. So um, since since you're on vulnerability i think that's there's one other like little piece i i, I want to discuss and i hope there's male listeners on this one um but i think it goes back to like uh like romantic relationships and specifically like with my marriage and um one of the things that i've learned over time is how has my like there's such a low bar for men First of all, I want in terms of how they show up in a relationship. I figured, hey, I am like outgoing. Uh, I've got a career. I'm a social worker, so I'm doing like really deep work. I'm open to cry. Um, I'm a good dude. I don't call women bitches anymore. I'm I'm a, I'm a cured <laughs> man. I'm a wonderful man. But how? But how fucked that is the yeah, bar? No, that's
0: why we're laughing. The
2: bar, the bar is, is I don't call women bitches yeah. and I don't use homophobic slurs no more. Yeah. I've arrived. Mm. No, calm down. So, calm I was, down. <laughs> relax. <laughs> Men are dark. Uh, let's be real. Men are super dark. But I share that with you because that's actually come up in with my marriage mm. with with Laura, um, and probably more so got explored when we were in therapy together. Mm. And a lot of it had to do with like it came down to sex, mm-hmm. and I showed you because I'm like, I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't say this, but how I showed up and how I interacted with her in terms of my expectations in the bedroom was it came off as, hey, you're still lucky, like I, I'm attracted to you. Ooh. You're, I've, I've never cheated on you. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had two children, and I still want to sleep with you and make love to you, so you should be lucky. And I would say when that was challenged my way, I was saying, even though I didn't say those things out loud, I was like, kind of was like, yeah, that's that's kind of like that's a blessing though, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it is, mm-hmm. but again, it's outward pointing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So you—that's not
2: what
0: you were saying, but that's what was sort of being per, like the energy. That and it was this, in, it's this—it's this expectation. Point. And then yeah.
2: there's this right. thing around like how many, and then I sort of how many times has have we engaged sexually where maybe um, she was like, "Ah, oh, fine," mm. right? Oh, so that's deep. <laughs> I know, <love. laughs> I know. <laughs> but that's but I'm saying like, Sorry. I know, but but true. It's I a lot, can, and it's like you know, obviously we can go down like the you know, men have <laughs> okay. higher testosterone. We want to fuck typically more. Okay, yeah, whatever. And like there's there is an impact there, and so now. Um, I'm trying to shift away from it coming off that way because I don't mm-hmm. necessarily f- do feel that way. I'm just like, I do. I'm like, I love her. Mm-hmm. She's hot. I want to have sex. Makes yeah. sense. And I, 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 right? Mm. Instead of like, where is she? Is that how she's feeling? Like, what am, mm-hmm. I, what am I doing to make her feel that way about me instead of I'm just that way? I don't know if I'm making any sense here. But well, um, yeah. so still a lot of work um and and you know one of the things is like I, I can take feedback from most people but I for whatever reason can't take it from my wife very well um mm-hmm. so that there's all these little things where I'm like what That's part of those are yeah. tied to yeah. um inherently tied to how I feel like I should be as a man and, and what it means to be masculine in a relationship um and we haven't even touched the point of like like we're pretty like standard like we're both straight, sure, yeah. Man, and woman, two kids, like pretty traditional. But there's like, it gets even more layered when you start talking about men in relationships with other types of, or these of people folks. People that
0: are saying fuck yeah. gender completely, or that too, you absolutely. Which so I that think is like, I w- it's such an. I mean, that is that's a that's whole, a whole conversation. Area. That's a different conversation. It's one we would love to have if anybody wants to join us for it. But you know, you can really get like very like just deconstructing the whole thing yeah um, i don't think but it's
1: uncommon for to be triggered or to not be able to uh with the people that are the
0: closest to yeah. you yeah like that's who you that's want feedback from the you know? least sometimes yeah. Yeah. i know that's so frustrating though i feel, that. Know? I feel I know. that it's hard to
1: communicate um it's really hard um but you guys are doing the work and that's that's pretty mm. fucking amazing you know yeah
2: trying so. to hell yeah trying to <laughs>
0: wow okay we've covered so much oh you know what I did want to ask you what's up I'm curious as a man that's like deconstructing masculinity and what it can mean who's also raising a son and a daughter I'm curious like how does how does your like way of thinking about these things now impact you as a parent and do, like what would you say mm. to other people who are raising kids right now
2: oh Oh, I know that's boy. a big
1: ask. Question. I know it's a whole season. We're putting.
0: What
2: are you into one doing? Episode, okay? what, what question is that? I don't know if I can fully answer that. Well, I can. It's just, well, we'll see. Let's just roll with me for a sec. So, um, there were certain things when I was to become a father that I knew I wanted to do the same as my parents. And there were certain things I wanted to do differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It was very. It's. It's. It was hard. It was hard, and it still is hard. And so I would. You know have many times I find myself with an interaction with my son when he's either crying or freaking out or disrespecting what I perceive as disrespect to his mother or whatever or whoever, um, where I'm like, oh my god, I sound just like my dad, mm-hmm. and it fucking. And there, God, if my dad's listening. He's gonna kill me. But his <laughs> my dad was a great dad. But there's, I, I want to be. A little more tender and soft with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want him to set him up for life too. Uh-huh. But there's still things that come out where, like, I've called him a crybaby before. Um, there was a p- point in his life, and this is surface level, and I'll be real, from like three to five years old. His favorite color was pink. And he likes sparkles, sparkly things. Cute. And I, and yes, yeah, cute, it's beautiful. And there were still moments that I was, I really I was like, that's cool. But there's moments that I was like, any other colors son <laughs> yeah. like yeah. any other yeah. and laura would be like come on don't do that and part of me part of my explanation or to her reasoning to her was i'm trying to protect him from this world mm-hmm. and is that what i was doing <laughs> yeah. maybe i don't know that it don't matter the, yeah. the the impact of that is the, the it don't matter the intention the impact is there of yeah. now he's kind of coming up with like maybe i shouldn't like pink yeah um and so it comes to like now like he used to paint his fingernails Aww. which is really cute all kinds of different colors uh he's got you know longer hair so he'd put it up in a, in a in a top knot he would uh wear these scrunchies for his hair around with different colored ones and now he's in third grade he's slowly been coming home and saying nah, i
0: don't want uh, yeah I mean see and I'm like, like
2: damn it it's like, happening no matter what pendant. I do
0: I know I'm just like yeah. who cares bro I mean um, I think but kids yeah. have a better shot these days but they it's do just, like they they're do. gonna get it from every angle mm. so it's great that you two yeah. are so like tender with them at home
2: I think and I you know I'm, Laura's definitely she's way more patient and I'm trying and I'm trying not to take it personal when they're like wanting to go to her so I'm working on and I'm also like what are the things I'm in control of to mm-hmm. to shift things, and so having conversations, mm-hmm. real open in conversations, and he's curious around yeah. like what is it, what is what is it? I heard someone say lesbian. What does that mean, or or whatever, whatever combo has to do with gender, sexuality, anything mm-hmm. like that? It's I, I'm 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 really trying to and teach him yeah um, the right way, and so um, yeah, and that's
0: but so man, amazing.
2: You know, but then yeah, even like, re- because
0: but the counter
2: story is even this year, he was being bullied by this kid for the first. He never had, he never dealt with being bullied. And I was like, this is fucking oh, I mean, I just
0: had that same. I'm and
2: I was like, part of me was like, okay.
0: Who's tired I, like, I told
2: Laura, I was like, I'm going to give him my, my dad's advice. He's like, oh, God, what is this? He's like, you give him a warning once, then you tell a teacher. And then if nothing happens, you punch him in between the eyes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what am I doing here? But, I do, but there is a balance of like standing up for yourself. Totally. But in self-defense versus just popping someone in the mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I also don't want my son to get like punked. But here's these things like i'm just like here we go so now it's like my whole upbringing is clouding my vision as a parent at times and even when i'm like i i don't want this to be the thing there's part of me says but this is right to teach this thing and i don't know what's right (laughs) to survive
1: in this fucking world right now you know what i mean like that still is a thing and violence is definitely you know shouldn't be taught or one of them um but You know, and I would only—I don't have any kids, so fuck. I for a reason because it'd be really fucking hard. You know, when you have a tender heart, a vulnerable heart, like as we we do, and we serve others and we care for others, like how do you raise it? Raise somebody to like and protect them, but also not limit them or like hide them from these. There's bad people.
2: There's bad. I know. I know. It really yeah. is it's, it's, it uh, seems like a so
0: well first of all you're just being so conscious about it which yeah. is amazing um and i mean that's like why we wanted to have this conversation more conversations need to happen yeah. so the more people can think critically about how we define gender gender roles gender expectations and then like la 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 we can change everything yes of course that's the goal and you want to be conscious right. of it and we also are all still surviving mm-hmm. in the world that we live in now and i can't like i can barely figure out how to live my values mm-hmm. and survive in capitalism and a, i'm not like don't any, any other human being who i'm responsible for so i just i have like a lot of respect for the way that. that you're thinking about parenting your kids yeah. with all this in mind
1: you're very conscious 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 trying it's trying
2: conscious then it's like carrying through it's like it's one thing to be like kind of awakening have an awakening but then it's like the application piece is the hardest part in my opinion but yeah
3: yeah um yeah i mean
1: it all starts with like being aware yeah you know because then you're gonna you're gonna stay up at night thinking about these things you know what i mean like um so yeah i mean i think talking about all of this is so important and You know, overall, I think it's just like hopefully creating some some grace, you know, giving each other grace, giving men grace, like just like I think like this whole cancel culture and whatever is happening, you know, like we're just so quick to just like fucking like cut people out or just like cancel them or whatnot. And then but then there's a story behind this and there's a reason why. And there's a there's a conditioning. There's there's so much there's so many layers to all of this. It's insane.
2: Yeah, it not. is, I think too like it's it's interesting. It's interesting I think it's interesting because although council culture which is such a weird term, right. I don't even necessarily <laughs> believe in it. Right. Huh, that's a different that's a whole different yeah. a episode. Whole other episode. But I say this is like when 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 certain men get really frustrated by that oh you can't say anything no you're right you you can't say anything (laughs) fucking idiot there is consequences for actions and things you say this is not 1808 anymore yeah yeah and it's not a liberal propaganda it's called just being a kind human it's really simple it's actually really simple it's something you can control Mm -hmm. i'm sorry it's like an attack on your personality and your character but calm down because guess what if you feel like you're canceled you're still a heterosexual man, you'll be fine. You'll land on your feet in this country anywhere you go, mm-hmm. right? But what I would say is that this whole conversation has has really been uh, the fuel to the fire of which I've been working on some, I haven't really, don't talk too much, I'm still working, I'm working on some curriculum right now because I want to do some some healing mm-hmm. um, groups for, for men, specifically uh, BIPOC men um and then i want to do some work with put with uh, young boys and young men in schools around consent Mm -hmm. and so that's what i'm that's that i'm like i need to i'm gonna work on myself and then i was like i'm losing hope for humanity and men (laughs) so i was like well what's in my control Uh and what am i passionate about Mm -hmm. and i think some really dope work can be done in that area um so we'll see when i'm I got a new. I started a new job a few months ago, so I need to spend some time diving into this other thing. But that's something that I plan on doing um, at some point. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's Sooner awesome. Later, that's
0: so needed. Know. Hell yeah! So
1: needed. And I think you're just like a great. I know people listen on the pod can't really see Drew, but um, I mean, I I feel like if people saw you, you know, men or identifying males, like saw you speaking and being super vulnerable. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like opens up like you don't have to... Because people see, think that they have to be this certain type of way or look this certain type of way to be, you know, mm-hmm. vulnerable or hard. or Who knows? You I
2: know. know, I mean? know. But
1: I know. Um, Drew's all tatted. We know he's got his braids in, his hair right now. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, totally.
2: No, I know what you're saying, though. I, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying,
1: yeah. like, people can't see you listening right now and just... Um, I have an idea, like I think we all have an idea of what we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to look like if we're feeling some sort of way or want to be some sort of way, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it it just, I don't know, I just would hope that you can just be, hopefully one of these days we can just be who we fucking are, you know, and shine our lights and continue like the work and the service that we're all here to do, you know? know, and not be so wrapped up and caught up in what You're not supposed to do because 100%. this doesn't make you who we think you should be, you know. Like, who, yeah, who, who would these things? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy yeah. to me, 100%. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: it's yeah. yeah. So, um, this I feel like this has been, um, a really I've learned a lot from this episode. Yeah, I, I needed a, a definition on toxic masculinity. I mean, we live every day in it, and I just yeah um no oh, i love that yeah um
2: i definitely I needed to it too lie. i was like i need to re when when y'all had asked me to do this i was like, like i had to do like a little thermometer integrity check and i was like where have i been at on, on my journey no you're so perfect. but this is but this is good because i need yes. to it's, it's it's a it's a it's another healthy reminder to keep doing this work um for so many reasons you know yeah
1: you're perfect for this work and you're perfect for this for this episode just to talk about these mm-hmm. things and um, full transparency, you know, so thank you for being oh, so yeah. gracious and
2: sharing your Hell story. Yeah, of course. Thanks the, for having me. Very personal, you know, journey that you've been going through. Thanks for the claw. Yeah. <laughs> white
1: claw
0: should be. Smiling. I know white just claw. Call Come on. Claw. <laughs> um, well, yeah, drew a ditto to everything that Raina said. Thank you for, Coming on to talk about this topic, being so fucking real with it, mm-hmm. so open. You're such a good example to men and just people everywhere. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, all right. Well. Is
1: there anything that you wanted to leave with yeah, the any listeners? F- any kind of pearls of wisdom? Mm. Any just kind of like little tokens of of Druisms? Or
2: yeah, I think. Like uh, gosh, dang it. So I would say. For uh, for non male folks, however you identify, uh, that bar that's so low for men, raise it up a little high. And if that means, uh, for some, it might be dangerous to do that. But I'm saying for the, the 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 relationships you have, some say in for the communities you have some say in, keep that bar high. Um, and fuck them if they're not willing to meet you there. I'll say that. And then for for us as as men and male identifying folks, like we have to continue to do this work without being so worried about our ego and how that's gonna, like we we have caused so much harm and we can cause so much healing. Mm -hmm. Like we just can't, it's like I don't understand, it's, you know, and so I just, it's a call for help. If you really about, if you really say you're about this world being a better place, if you say you're really about any type of social justice, if you say you're really about respecting uh, women and girls and uh, non-male identifying peoples, um, then you actually have to do that. Like you just, otherwise you're hollow in your words. And so, um, and that's not an attack because I'm constantly checking that. Um, But let's, yeah, I just think there's the world can be it sounds so grandiose and kind of cheesy the world can be saved but i actually do think if men were to figure out where to get it right it can hell yeah Yeah. so um
1: and you know what it's not grandiose or cheesy because you know what the world is i feel like whoever's world that is you know what i mean like whoever's listening to this if they change their behavior that could change that that person's world so thank you for saying that because yeah
2: 100 Uh, cool well, thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks,
1: thank you, Drew. Drew. So, Bye. Um, so, yes, uh, give love to Drew. Yes. Um, and then if you want to find us on Instagram, if you want to see Drew's beautiful face, um, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can um, follow us and see us on the gram at... Where do they find us, Megan?
0: Um, on Instagram, it's at sh don't talk underscore pod. Oh no. no, I don't
1: That's know, not- Reena, Oh, do don't know your IG. Come on, It's underscore don't talk about
0: it. Oh wow, I was I really <laughs> off. And Shit. then
1: um, you can email us if you have anything you want to add, or just like talk, or if you want um, anything, like just email us. Hit on, us up. Um,
0: um, our email is info at com and sh always has three H's. three H's. And please don't forget to rate, review, and most please importantly, subscribe, subscribe and share us with your friends yeah. um, so that we can keep these kind of really important conversations rolling. Yes. All right. All right bye, Thanks, everyone. Drew. Thanks. Drew. Bye. Thank you. Bye.